Welcome to Inside the Upside Down on the Mike Ricksecker audio journey on MikeRicksecker.com. Welcome to Inside the Upside Down. Tonight, we are going to be talking about contacting child spirits. I'm author and ghost historian Mike Ricksecker. With me, as always, is my partner in crime, Shauna Wankel. And um, yeah, this is something that and I know it's near and dear to Shauna's heart. She uh, is able to interact and really kind of like feel out uh, a, a number of child spirits when we go to haunted locations, cemeteries, like should be drawn to uh, children's graves. And so we've had a lot of different paranormal experiences concerning children. So that's what we're going to be talking about this evening. I do want to welcome back everybody who's watching Edge of the Rabbit Hole tonight in which we had uh, Jay and Marie Yates on there. We had a fantastic time for them. If you haven't watched that yet, um, of course, watch this first. Afterward, go ahead and check that out on the Haunted Road Media YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash hauntedroadmedia. Or uh, in the coming days, you'll be able to uh, listen to that on iHeartRadio and other uh, podcast platforms that we are now on. We're now... Edge of the Rabbit Hole is on iHeartRadio, and of course, we're already on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, uh, Spotify, all that, as well as the Mike Ricksecker Audio Journey, which is where Inside the Upside Down goes uh, after we're done here. So check those out later, because right now, we're going to be talking about contacting child spirits. I think that allowed enough time for people to mm. enter into the chat down here, since we're broadcasting live on Facebook right now. Um, yes, hello everybody. Uh, Tracy Christian, Robert Hanna, Tammy Heitzman, um, uh, David Wise in the house, Greg Adam Rinkin, Tillery. Adam Tiller, Tillery lurking again. Oh, and, and Liz Roach is in the house. She's awesome. beautiful. Awesome. I love her. She's yeah. laughing right now also because There's I said that. Candy and Dara and. Um, <laughs> I was about to do a whole Ropper room. Ropper stopper, Bopper. No, let's <laughs> not do that. <clears throat> okay, so <laughs> Child Spirits. Uh, did you get a chance to share everything out? I know that's kind of what you do I when did, we first yeah. start. Okay, cool. So when she starts talking, then I'll share it. So we take turns. Mm. It's all about sharing here. <laughs> all right. So um, now we did, we had a couple of cemetery um, crawls that we did this past weekend. And a couple of interesting things about that. Um, one, we found out later that there are a lot of children and that was the Kennedy one. Um, there was, what, maybe a dozen stones up there, but apparently there's a lot of children that are buried up there. Yeah. And then when we were at Jalapa, which we ended up calling the Dragonfly Cemetery, mm. that one really drew you. So, and, and then there was something else that happened afterward. So let's start with, this is the uh, Kennedy. It's spelled Kennedy, <clears throat> C-A-N-N-E-D-Y. I think it's probably pronounced Kennedy. But um, this is a deer trail that basically goes up the hill to where the cemetery is. And then following that, uh, these are a couple of the headstones. Really hard to tell uh, who these are necessarily for, whether they're children or adults. Uh, there were a couple of smaller stones around, but um, you had heard from somebody that there were a lot of children that were buried there. Somebody in the area that's familiar with the cemetery. Yeah, someone um, in Greene County, and she's... She's a graver, she calls it, like like we are. And she's very much into uh, the older abandoned cemeteries and uh, history and stuff, just like we are. So um, she's actually connected to one of our uh, one of our haunts that we've touched on a couple of times. One of the hanging tree spots, yeah. Yeah. So there will be some cool stuff. Uh, involving that coming up pretty shortly i think so yeah if you guys never saw that video um later on of course go check out the hunter road media youtube channel and um it was the first hanging tree video that we did and that was the dr mccullough video yeah and what's really kind of crazy about that is as i stepped on the spot where the hanging tree was from inside my pocket the phone not only did it go off 
but it went off with some sort of ringtone or chime or whatever it was that I've never used before. Um, and nothing on my phone is programmed to use that, and it made a sound like you've just hit the jackpot. It was crazy <laughs> out of nowhere. So, um, so yeah. So we'll we'll wrap that up into uh, something here pretty soon. But um, yeah. So she's very familiar with the area, and you know the fact that. We're hitting another cemetery with a lot of child spirits. And then following that on our expedition last week, and we go to this uh, Jalapa Cemetery, or Jalapa or however it is actually pronounced. Um, I'll show you here. So this is it, J-A-L-A-P-A Cemetery. There's Shauna. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's Shauna, you know, being a stalker and snapping <laughs> photos of her. Um so this cemetery is pretty interesting. We called it the Dragonfly Cemetery because of how many dragonflies were flying about. And so, and that's like a totem animal for you. Yeah, I think it is only because they're, they seem to either land on me or near me or, I mean, on my car while I'm driving in traffic where there's like nothing but just buildings and stuff around and... Um, in my car as a passenger until I'm like, you know, you, you got to go. Like, I don't want to leave you in here. Um, but yeah, it, it happens a lot. And it's happened a lot more in recent years than I can remember it ever happening to me before. So I had just assumed that it was a spirit or totem of mine. Uh, Bree Jones is asking if there are civil... Uh war graves there so this cemetery here jalapa yeah there are a couple of civil war graves uh within this particular cemetery so yes that is true but um this one this is a grave that called out to you and this is when we first started noticing the dragonflies yeah that it was like right on the headstone and it's, and it's like ever since um that moment we started noticing more and more dragonflies yeah i stopped there first this was before because it was one of the first in the first like five or so minutes of being there, one of the first graves that I headed towards. And I was like, oh, it's 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 kids, it's children. And then I stayed there for a little bit and then I walked away and I kept kind of looking back at it and stuff like that. And then I and then I was like, I think I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna go back. Something drew me back to it. And when I got back there, uh the that's the first dragonfly that I saw and then it kept going around that one and landing on it and i got pretty close to it yeah if you go back um any of you who are on our personal uh facebook pages if you go back through our photos from this past weekend you'll notice several on both of our pages of the dragonflies within the cemetery but it did start with this with this child grave and so uh, there is a question out here from Tracy Christian. Uh, why do children's spirits stick around? Which is a difficult question to answer. I wish I, I, wish I knew the answer to that. I, I would like to think that, but considering some of the places that I have discovered, you know, these children, I you know, would hate to think that the, the way that I see the building is the same way that they see the building. And that they're forced to be in there with who knows who and who knows, you know, because not all buildings have a nice past. So there's some like legit, terrible, scary stuff that happens in some of these buildings. And to think that, you know, even just one child is in there with these people, it, it, it's sad. It's so sad. So I hope that they have someone there with them on their behalf um, to make sure that nothing happens to them. I, I do hope so. Um, you know, it's, I mean, really, it's kind of the age-old question, you know, that, you know, not just children, but why do any of these spirits still stick around? And that's is something that I think in this field that we're still trying to answer. I think we have some some answers for it that are kind of almost like common sense that, well, some people are sticking around because they feel there's still something they want to do or there's a message to send or they don't know that they've passed on, which... You know, it could be true for, for some of the children. That would make a lot of sense. Um, but, you know, I have, since you brought it up, you know, the idea that you hope that somebody's there watching over them. Um, I, I talk about it from time to time, that book, Yankee Ghost by Hans Holzer, reading some of his stories. And 
Uh, I remember one in particular in this old mansion where there was a, a child who was definitely playing around, um, which was kind of like the primary haunting of it. But there was also a woman there that was also haunting this old mansion. And basically, she was there watching over the girl because the girl didn't know <clears throat> to go anywhere. That's basically, she was kind of stuck there for, for lack of a better term. And so the woman was there to keep an eye out over her. Yeah. So, um, all right. So, something interesting that we noticed, or I, I guess I noticed and then I showed you, but um, that happened directly after this is this is highly speculative. You know, I can't necessarily say it's anything paranormal. It may be. It's interesting since we were doing all this. You know, driving around and we went to these um, these couple of different spots. Um, let me get back to okay. There's the child headstone, and there's a lot of glare here. You know, because of the shininess of my car. But on the side of my car, handprints appeared, and you know, my my car is dirty. So <laughs> if I was to try to make a handprint, it would just take the dirt right off. And so these are whitish handprints that are on the side of the car down there by the wheel well. So, I mean, I'm not touching anywhere by the wheel well for, for sure. Um, there's also, you see this streak that kind of goes, you know, from a little bit higher that comes down almost like somebody was trying to, you know, like kind of grab and reach up and kind of slid down and made that mark down there at the bottom. And then you have this other one like kind of off to the side there. Um, I really just don't even know what to make of this. I don't either. Cause I watched, you know, you on another part of the car, you know, make a handprint to show, to compare the two and the dust or the dirt comes off on your skin. And then it shows the original color of the car underneath because you're going through that layer and taking it off. But this, uh, was like it added something else, some other type of substance to it. Right. But, um, but we were alone. We though. were alone. We <laughs> so. went to two different cemeteries. Um, you know, it, it's hard to know. Is it something from one of those cemeteries? Uh, you compared handprints, and it seemed to be around the size of your hand. So it's not even necessarily a child, although you don't have, like, freakishly large yeah, hands for a woman or anything. Large hands, but... Right. So, I mean, it could be... There's always a possibility it could be a child. Um I don't know what to make of this. So, because I can't imagine that after the fact when we went, we went to Dairy Queen, but we went through the drive-thru and it's not like somebody walked up to our car and, yeah, you know, so. And you've been, you know, I've gotten stuff out of your trunk before that. Definitely yeah, noticed. It kind of stuck out. Yeah, and know? I guess that's the one thing that I didn't provide right there was when I went to the trunk to get things in and out that you know touching the back of the trunk it just it takes the dirt right off so you have this like really nice clear darker gray spot because that's about the color of my car is that darkish gray um so yeah i don't know what to make of that the chat is not scrolling so i have no idea what you guys are saying about it um so we have a question there from betty we'll get to that in a second here um all right so I guess I'll go ahead and, and we can answer that question then. Um, and so Diane Hilbert says, if there's a pond nearby, there will be tons of dragonflies because they feed on mosquitoes. Do you remember? Um, there wasn't there right next to the cemetery. Yeah. It's not like it was, there was one right there. Yeah, I thought maybe that there was some kind... Because I know I read an article, I posted an article once. I didn't get to read it all because my phone was taking forever to load it. So I just posted it for later Yeah. about different plants that you can plant that attract dragonflies. Right. Because you're interested in, in doing that, in attracting dragonflies. I would love to do yeah. that. I would love to have dragonflies in my backyard just every day. And I will just sit there and let them land on me and talk to me and whatever they want to do. <laughs> So Betty Lange asked, Mike, could it be that children's spirits show only to an accepting human, um, accepting living human? Uh, it's possible. You know, you see, 
I mean, I think I'm pretty accepting, but you see certainly more children's spirits than I, but I've always taken that as to, you know, you're, you're a mother figure. I mean, you are a mother. So. I guess. You guess you're a mother? No, I mean, I know I'm a mother, (laughs) but I, I mean, (laughs) but I guess that's why I, I don't know. Maybe they sense, you know, that they can trust me. So, you know, it's, I've seen adult spirits also. Um, but I seem to sense the younger generation more. Yeah, and and we talked last week at length about one that uh, that we saw in the night of the investigation for the Paracon in the hallway upstairs. We'll talk a little bit more about that later, but we did cover uh, pretty much in length last episode. Um, but we'll show you a couple more things from, from Mineral Springs uh, that we didn't last week. Um, so, but one... Shauna, that you do connect with fairly well from Vandalia. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So this is the building in Vandalia that's been a number of different things over the years. It's a flower shop now, but at one time it had been a hotel, a bank, a drugstore, all these different things. Mm. So, but we're thinking this little boy that you've come into contact up there with, it's probably from the hotel days. I guess it's been a brothel at one point. Yeah. So there's a possible maybe connection there um but basically down this hallway uh would be the second door on the right there and i have this great photo of you kneeling (laughs) and uh, engaging with him yeah i you know i i've seen him in my mind's eye um and what he looks like uh, his age, what I perceive his age to be around doesn't fit with the documented deaths that were on the property that the owner has. So that's why I just naturally assume that it was during the hotel um, period of time that the building had because a yeah, hotel would have many people in it. Uh, whether he died on the property or not or whether his spirit's following someone else around i mean i don't know i've never he's never shown himself to me uh other than just in my own head um and then i've actually physically seen him and i could see his lips moving but you know i I cannot hear any words i can't hear anything coming out so i don't have a name uh, I don't have anything. Well, not but for the one upstairs. But, yeah, but we we've heard it for downstairs. But but we did hear a child say, uh, "I'm here." Yeah. So he does have a voice. I had just never heard it until until that. Yeah, that EVP. was the the last time we were there. Was the first time that um, we actually got that confirmation that uh, that he was there. That at least as far as like an EVP or something like that, because you had already you had already seen him. And so that's, I guess that's why you kept going back is that you, you had seen him there. He was starting to visit you here um, or at your old apartment, I guess. Um, And then we got that confirmation. I'm here the last time that we were there when you're trying to interact with him. Yeah. When, and then one of the other times we were getting ready to leave and I didn't want to leave at all. Like I, I didn't want to leave him behind. I could have probably stayed there all night. Um, because then you could see you could see this old you know shadow kind of moving around back there. It's like I don't want to go either. I don't want to go, but I can't stay. And then um, just his energy was so strong, though, because you could put your hand in it. Uh, you could tell where he was, uh, just back there in that corner. Yeah, that was a room. room where you would put your hand out, and I could see like that black misty stuff kind of wrapping around it, which was really yeah. interesting. So, but Vandalia is also the location where we did get a name for the little boy downstairs. Um, and that little boy has been seen on numerous occasions by even customers of the flower shop. Like they'll, they'll tell Donella, hey, there's a little boy over there, you know, back around those cases. And she knows exactly what it is. Yeah. So she knows it's a, a little boy spirit. But we actually did get his name. And his name was Andy uh, the last time we got there. So if you watch our um, our last Vandalia video, which I guess was last year now, um, 
those both those EVPs are on there. The the one Andy, and then the other one I'm here. So um, again, two little boys. Um, it's very rare to get a name too, because they don't always do that. It's nice when they do. Yeah, that's. Uh, <laughs> it, it's interesting. That's um, although that's probably one of our most frequently asked questions. Are you here or not? Are you here? Uh, what's your name? Um, and it rarely actually gets answered. So, um, so Justin Brown has a comment here. I wonder what percentage of souls die old, but wander the afterlife as a young child, visiting the places they used to dwell, possibly places they loved as a child. And that's a, um, that's an interesting point because we've talked about it here before where, um, possibly some of these spirits that we're interacting with maybe a younger version of themselves than when they actually died. That, um, you know, like Dave Nunnally has that idea that Cassie in the pool at Mineral Springs um, actually lived a nice full life and then in the afterlife came back to the Mineral Springs pool because that was some place that she loved to go to when she was a little girl. Right. So... It's like... You know, just because there's a haunting in a in a building or on property doesn't mean that that's where their death actually took place. You know, it means maybe that's just somewhere that they liked to be, and maybe they couldn't go back in life whenever they wanted to, and now they can. You know, just like high schools. Well, by our high schools, haunted nobody died there. You know, that doesn't that doesn't mean somebody had to die there. It just means spirits, I think, can go unless they're just trapped in a place. They can go wherever they want. Right. There, there could certainly be a uh, an, an attachment to the location. You know, you, you talk about schools when we did the Liberty High investigation. You know, we were basically playing hide and seek with um, it, it seems at least two um, yeah. children there. At, at least one of them was a boy. <laughs> um, you know, the one that kind of was banging around in the bathroom a little bit, and then they were like kind of up and down the halls. Um, but that's one where, you know, there is an adult spirit there, um, the janitor, you know, and that's, you know, she, I guess <laughs> there's, there's some stories about that. He, she, there's a little, there's some gray area there. Um, but, um, she had worked there for like 30 or 40 years. And then when passed, when she passed away, she basically came back to work. Um, as far as children there, you know, kind of like you said, you know, they could be going back to, you know, some place that, you know, you don't usually associate, well, people, you know, children enjoying school, but it is a place where they would have played, you know, they had recess, they would have played, they would have had gym, they would have played. Um, it's where all their friends were in one central location. So there is something to attract them there. And then as far as the older kids that were in the building at one point in time, you know, you had a basketball court there. They played games and won championships and all that sort of stuff there. So there were these memories that were, that were created there. And there were, um, you know, the, the stage that was there cause it was also doubled as an auditorium, you know, somebody's favorite play, you know, that maybe they had the lead part in a play the one year and the only year they ever had the lead part. And so it would have been something that would have meant a lot to them. Or maybe it was, when they had dances there that on that dance floor that, you know, they, they kissed the person they ended up marrying for the first time. And so that would you know, cement a meaningful location for them to want to go back to in the afterlife. It doesn't have to be a death. Mm-mm. Like you said, it doesn't have to be a death. Mm-mm. I just did it a long-winded way. <laughs> <laughs> but give me some examples at the same time. So... um So, and Justin follows up with, I say that because I believe we shed multitudes of aspects of ourselves, of all ages and types, everywhere we go and live. Essentially, we can be seen and sensed in many forms, depending on the receptiveness one has to the energy at the given time. Yeah, Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It's very, um, that is insightful, my friend. (laughs) So, thank you for the input. Um, So, another uh, interesting uh, location here uh, that was Vendelia. We talked about this uh, quite a bit last week. Um, 
which was mm-hmm. Mineral Springs. And this is the most the most recent one where uh, we talked about it in the Friday Night Ghost Frights video that we just put out of the uh, the girl coming down the hall. And you know this is at a different point in time. This isn't from uh, a week and a half ago. This is from a different point in time, but this is the hallway in question. Um, you can see it's daytime, not nighttime. There's lights on, um, but you know, we, we didn't have this photo at our disposal last week. I don't think so. Yeah. Um, but basically, you know, we saw her forming up at the, at the end of a hall more as a, more as a shadow. And then it morphed into the apparition that came down the hall and we were kind of coaxing her, you know, come forward, come forward, come forward. And she did until a certain point. Um, you know, I think, um, well, okay. First, I guess I have this one lined up first. So this is um, the room that's off to the right that people do believe a uh, a child spirit is at. You can see in the corner there's a teddy bear and some blankets. There's other toys and stuff like that in there now. Um, so this is Shauna and I up in there one night. And um, yeah, so a lot of people associate this uh, with a little girl that's there. I know Bree Jones down in the chat has talked about sensing a girl named Candy up here, but a little bit older than a little girl. So whether it's the same at different ages or two different girls, we don't know. But the one that was back in the hallway here, I seem to, th- to believe, and this was my impression when, when I saw her, and it may have been different for you, Shauna, I don't know. Um, but Adam Tillery drew this for one of our encounters books. And to me, that girl we saw in the hallway looked a lot like this. Yeah. You think so? Yeah. I mean, especially her clothes. Yep. Because I couldn't really see, um, she wasn't well formed enough, at least to me, uh, features and stuff like that, but just her overall form. And especially the the dress, the shape of it, because whatever she was wearing was you couldn't see her legs at all. It was right. just and just like the way it was kind of moving like a longer, you know, one would whenever you're walking. Um, yeah. Hey, David Wise mother's in the house. Hi, hello. David Wise mom. Uh, Cheryl is Cheryl. her name. So hello, Cheryl. Thanks for joining us. Cheryl Shoop. Thanks for joining us tonight, Cheryl. Appreciate that. So, Candy, did you see? You said, oh, my God, that girl. Did that you girl, see? yeah. Did you see her? Well, remember Kelly McCarville, you know, whenever we started talking about her, she, her and I guess her, at least her and her mom, uh, Pat's down there in chat, um, uh, thought they or they saw a girl with a long blue dress with pink flowers on it. So that was a lot more specific, you know. Than that was ours. a little bit more specific. Um, Dustin Scenario's down there, and he saw her. Um, is uh, Tom McNicholas or uh, Nick Moulet down there too? Because they were with us. They saw her. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't think we had any video going at all, but they did have recorders going behind us. So they had recorders going. I know Tom said that um, he was afraid to use his phone because uh he didn't want to take a picture and and screw it up i wouldn't have used flash right. because I, I learned long ago that using flash in those situations just obliterates everything and you, you don't get what you're trying to get um but yet it never for whatever it's it's weird it's like you get in that moment and all of a sudden like your senses just kind of like your your reasoning just kind of leaves you it becomes tunnel vision because you know that man i really need to capture this so i can analyze it i wasn't even thinking that i i just i wanted her to get close enough where i could see her touch her i didn't care what else was going on i just knew i wanted that really bad yeah i wasn't thinking because we weren't you and i didn't have equipment with us that night because you know we're doing a public investigation so we're just kind of you know leading people around telling the stories that sort of thing um so I guess maybe we do it a little bit differently than other people because I know the Tilleries, they had like all their stuff. Yeah. Um, um, but we were just kind of telling the stories as we were going along. And yeah, it never occurred to me, hey, Mike, take out your phone and just pop the video on real quick. Yeah, Candy was saying that, you know, that girl, that's I guess similar to the one that she saw, but it wasn't Molly. Molly is older than that. She's not our age. She's not a child. She's not a teenager. I feel like she's a little older. 
I could. St- I'm yeah, still Molly's old older. Molly's Molly's like early twenties. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm old enough to be your mom. Yeah, young mom, you know. But yeah, she's. I I feel I feel like she's younger than us, but older than the children that are there. Yeah, the uh, I did I did put this in here for reference because I knew it was gonna come up. Um, you know, Molly's room. Shauna in Molly's room with Zara the zombie doll. Um, yeah, that's um, we're not talking about this room. We've talked a lot about Molly. We've talked a lot about this room, but this girl is is not is not the one associated with this room. Molly's older and has a different story than uh, than this other girl. Thank you, Adam Tillery, for an amazing illustration. Um, Donna Gordon says, I saw a little girl back near the fountain who looked dressed like maybe late 1800 turn of the century, white dress, huge white bow in her hair, dark hair. Interesting. So the fountain um, downstairs by the grand ballroom and that upholstery shop, other than the one upstairs, there's only really two fountains. So, um, but yeah, Molly's older. Uh, Bree is asking 23 for Molly. I mean, I, I think, yeah, about that. 21, 22, 23, somewhere around there, early 20s. Yeah. So what do you think? I know you're following the chat down there. Mm, yeah, I saw someone uh, saying, what girl? And, you know, mm-hmm. laughing. Well, the girl that we are talking about, unfortunately, did not get captured in the pic that we took. So, yeah, you not seeing a girl there, the rest of us didn't see her there either in the pic. The pic just did not capture her, unfortunately. Which is the case most of the time. It's like they know that we're trying to capture them and they just don't want to be captured. So yeah. that's the way it works sometimes. Yeah, so um, I see Tom McNicholas. Now, Tom, let me uh, ask you. So is that what she looked like to you? Um, because, I mean, to me, to me, that's that's pretty much what she looked like. Uh, I saw Dustin a little bit earlier say not holding the doll, not, not holding the doll um, in the hallway, but um, you know, but looking, you know, like this, probably like about that age. To me, this looks like about eight years old. Um, yeah, and just the way that the dress, the gown was. Um, I guess other people saw some detail. So uh, you know, very very interesting to me. Um, so um, okay, and I see your your post, Jay. The girl we saw isn't in the pic we posted. Yeah, the uh, I'll, I'll go back to that. And I know you just said that. <laughs> yes, I just did. You I wanted did. to clarify so that we didn't look like fools. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I what thought girl? I and I thought I said that back when. Um, uh, where is the? It's right here. I, and I thought I I thought I was clear when I first brought this up. This photo was on a different day. Uh, probably like a year difference here. Uh, you can see it's during the day. The lights are on, all of that. The investigation that we did was the night of the Paracon, uh, dark. Um, you know, there's some street lights that come on through the through the windows, and, you know, we had flashlights and all that sort of stuff. But, um, uh, the, yeah, it's not the same day. The girl in the photo, Jay, uh, we, we don't have a documented name. You know, at this point in time, uh, it's it's all just whoever's perception, you know, perceives what her name is. Uh, everybody could be getting a different name. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, not like I got a name or anything. It was just a little girl standing there. Um, Tom is saying uh, he saw the dress. He couldn't see her face. Um, yeah, I don't know if this is the the same one that Bree thinks might be Candy. Yeah, here's the thing. And. Even with psychic mediums, the best one in the world, it's still, at this point, until there is actual physical documentation, that name that you're perceiving, um, there's a great many spirits in that venue. It could be anybody. Yeah, well, like, I mean, I don't want that to sound bad. Right, well, even with Molly, I mean, that's the name that you picked up on because, you know, you thought you were getting an M, you got poked. You said, is it Molly? Because that name came to your mind. You pretty much almost got pushed out of the chair and into my lap. And I was so forceful that I nearly, that I got knocked backward. So based on that, seems like decent evidence. Yeah, uh, we I, start calling her Molly. I feel strongly, might. but it's yeah. still speculation. I have, 
I have zero proof. So I'm not going to sit here and say, yep, her name is Molly. I can prove that. I can't prove that. And I'm not going to say that I can prove that until I can prove it. Once I find physical documentation of it, if that's her name, um, then I would be more than happy to provide that as proof. But until now, it is just my own personal feelings or what I feel it is based on the response I got whenever I said her name. You know, but it's still not 100%. But I call her that. And she reacts to it, responds to it, and 99.9 billion percent of the time, she is everywhere that I go. So uh, she is my attachment, and I am going to keep her until she doesn't want to be around me anymore. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And I am definitely not a psychic medium. I'm not going to ever give myself that no, label. But you would call, I don't you want would, to be. You don't want to be known as that. You don't want to be called that. But you could say that um, you are a sensitive and an empath. Yeah, I, I have I have moments. Sometimes I'll hear voices. Well, a lot of the times I hear voices. But um, not in quite the fashion that Vanessa does. And I don't want to do that. I am 100% positive I do not want to do that. So... Um, I'm oh, you fine don't want to with, channel people? No, I don't. <laughs> I am just fine right where I am. If it's meant to happen, it's going to just hit me like a truck someday, and then it'll just start coming to me. I'm not really wanting to uh, develop it any further than what I've just been naturally doing because I don't get enough sleep at night as it is. I don't need stuff like that keeping me awake at all hours of the night. And well, I can't do like that. Your first experience, it did kind of hit you like a truck. You ended up moving into a haunted house that had a little girl. Yeah. That was my very, very, very first experience ever. Um, and considering all the places that I've been and all the history that was in these places, my, my filters, my my whatever was just completely closed off to it. So um, that stuff could have been happening around me all the time, and I just I just wasn't interested in pursuing it. I guess enough. You know, the the only paranormal thing that I got into was Scooby Doo. You know, <laughs> that's that's the bulk of I think my that's where experience. Yeah, at a young age. But while I'm watching it, um, I'm not like, ooh, I'd like to do that. So maybe. You know, that's just. I was always disappointed me. that the that the monsters and the ghosts would turn out to be people. I always wanted them to be real, yeah. and I was duped into every episode. Maybe it's real this time. Maybe it's real. Oh no, it's not. <laughs> I wish I was a ghost right now. No, 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 no. You don't. No, no unless don't. I mean, now you know, one day you will be one. That doesn't need to be right now. So just putting that yeah. out there. Uh, I am totally going to be the kind that goes to skeptics and just scares crap out of them. There you go. I like that yeah. meme that says, um, you know, when we, uh, when we die, I hope we're best ghost pals and scare the shit out of people or whatever it is. It's funny. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, to, to me, oh, that's interesting. <coughs> what's that? Excuse me. Justin's next question. Justin's next question. Did I not, do I not that's see it yet? That's a good one. Okay. So, Shauna, have you ever considered the possibility that other children's spirits see you as you were a child? Like, that's what they chose to see in you. That's an interesting question. I don't know. I was like Justin's questions. Yeah, I, I do know that um, whenever I'm dealing with spirits of any age, whoever's there listening to me at the time that I am trying to interact, I always ask them what they see. You know, um... I mean, what do they see? You know, do do they see a hair color? You know, do they see someone tall? Do they see... Do they see you as the ghost? Yeah. I mean, it's like, do you see, you know, my eyes, my nose, my mouth? Do you see the color of my shirt? Do you see, you know, what do you see? Because, you know, give me an EVP that says they can't see the color of my shirt. And, and I'm aware of that answer when I'm still there talking to them. I'll be like, okay, so then do you just hear a voice, but you don't see a, a person at all? You know, is it just, I hear a voice, but I don't see where it's coming from because, you know, that that's the case most of the time when, when you're investigating, you're talking to a room or you're, you know, you, you feel like somebody's there, but you don't necessarily see them. And so it's like, 
well, I'm just talking to myself right now, you know, a couple hours, you know, a few hours later, I'll be able to listen and see if I heard anything. But, you know, for right now, if anybody else that didn't know me were watching me, they think I was crazy, which, you know, that happens a lot in this field. People, people sometimes think we're crazy. It happens. Um, I will gladly be crazy if it means that I still get to do what I do. But yeah, I don't, I don't know what they see. Uh, but we ask. Yeah, we do. We do throw those questions out there, and to me, it's interesting that when it comes to questions about the afterlife, we never really get any answers with with those questions. Like, we'll get you know responses to what they may or may not have experienced in life. Um, you know, we might even get a name at at times, but when it comes to questions about how they yeah, how they are existing in the afterlife and how they perceive us or time, you know, we'll ask them sometimes, you know, how do you, how do you see the room right now? You know, does it, does it look like this or that? Like, you know, we'll describe it maybe how it looks right now and then describe it as maybe it looked back then and try to find out if that's how they're viewing it. We never really get answers to those questions, which is kind of interesting. Um, Robert Hanna, quick comment from him. Scooby-Doo uh, teaches you that humans are the real monsters. Yeah, I know, but I always wanted them the, the ghost to be real at some point. <laughs> um, Diane Hilbert says, ghosts always see me as a giant. <laughs> if you knew Diane, because she's like, she's so small. <laughs> That's why she's our fairy queen. <laughs> I like fairies. Yeah, no, Diane's awesome. We love Diane. Um. Yeah, and then Robert Hanna, are we ghosts to them? And and so that I kind of, uh, while you were talking, I kind of threw that in there that you know maybe we are the ghosts to them. You know, um, it's kind of like you know that movie, The Others. Um, you know, and I've heard accounts of you know people seeing apparitions, and those apparitions are looking at them and responding to us flesh and body as if we are the ghosts you know and i've mentioned the experience i had at, at johnny v's and walking in there and that shadow taking off um through the doors and it's like i scared it you know you know did it perhaps see me as something else when i walked in i mean it's, it's always possible so um i guess dustin wants me to point out the coffee <laughs> so all right we'll do that so this is per request by Dustin, Hunter Road Roast to help junk ghosts. There you go. Shameless <laughs> plug. All right. <laughs> and if you want some, just go to HunterRoadMedia.com. <laughs> go to the merch section. Um, yep. And, and Tim's showing the same thing. Um, ghosts matter, too. Nice. Thanks, Candy. <laughs> they do. Ghost lives matter, too. Yep. Yes. Um, Jared Osborne, Tesla covers this theory. Yes, he did. Uh, Era, Era Robbins says, I love seeing your posts of cemeteries. Where did your love for visiting them originate? Um, I, I didn't used to be very comfortable in them. Um, I used to, uh, someone that used to babysit, my sister and I used to live at the very foot of the Catholic Cemetery. Oh, and yeah, and okay. her husband was buried up there, um, and we would walk up there with her and stuff like that. And I always hated that cemetery, and That's it was always scenic getting there. Yeah, and it was always it would be no matter what kind of a day it would be so calm there'd be no wind, and then you'd get up there and it would just be windy as hell up there. And I used <laughs> to always think, what in the world is it about this place? And then, um, and then I met the uh, little girl in Alton that, you know, and I started getting uh, more into the paranormal and stuff like that. And where does one go other than their own haunted house whenever they want to interact with spirits? They go where dead people are and see if there's any still kind of lingering around. And Alton has a lot of cemeteries. Or actually has some cemeteries and they're just really huge. It seems like there's, it's got, a, you know, it's got some big ones, yeah. Yeah, and so... I, I started doing that, and then, um, and then I started spending more time spending more time in the ones in my hometown. And then my dad and I would 
you know, start right. going around a different. Once he realized that I had that uh, fondness for old cemeteries and old houses and stuff like that, then we would, you know, hop on the bike and just go for a ride and check out all these different places. And um, because of him, we've had some really cool experiences. So, but yeah, it's, I haven't always had a fondness for cemeteries. They used to creep me out. So, <laughs> well, there was always that thing when we were kids. My sister was uh, was big on it for a while when we were little that, you know, hold your breath as you're driving by a cemetery. And sometimes it's kind of hard to do that with some of the larger <laughs> ones. But uh, for me, um, I started finding them very, very cool in fifth grade when um, I was living in Westfield, Massachusetts at the time. And there's actually one of the oldest cemeteries in the country that's there. And fifth grade for a little... Um, afternoon project we walked down to that cemetery it's the old burying grounds in westfield massachusetts and we went down there to do gravestone rubbings that was a class project go down to the cemetery and do gravestone rubbings on these stones that were you know 250 years old i mean seriously there are ones from before the revolution that are there um the earliest graves date back into the 1600s um not all of those have stones um, I guess there's like 600 unmarked graves at this cemetery. I just went back there last summer, so check out that uh, that video. Um, I did go live from there, and although the live feed wasn't the, the greatest in the world, but some of the photos I got from there were like amazing um, of these really, really old headstones, some of them actually in very good shape. Um, and so I was just fascinated by the age of these things and, you know, like the, the intricate artwork um, the lettering on some of them, um, it just was like, wow, you know, here's, you know, here's history. And then, you know, as I got more and more into like my family genealogy and all of that, you know, <clears throat> cemeteries kind of like became necessary really, as you're trying to, you know, trace back the roots and figure out where everybody is and how different family relationships and dynamics worked when people moved from one state to another, all those different sort of things. You can, you have to access you know, a lot of the information with the, with the cemeteries. And, um, and I always, you know, going to the cemeteries and visiting them, I always became fascinated with like the older stones and just the the artwork that's on them, the the sculptures that are on them, um, you know, some of the the, the masonry mausoleums, uh, especially the really cool ornate ones. I love, especially like Lakeview up yeah. in the Cleveland area. Oh my God, it's like a it's like its own little city that's there of all of these mausoleums. And so, um, if you want to check that place out, take a day. Yeah, because in two hours' time, we still had only canvassed a small portion of that place. Oh, it's huge! It's a gigantic. Yeah, there's like a hundred thousand people buried yeah. there. It's crazy. I mean, I, I saw. I've been kind of reading the comments and stuff like that. Why cemeteries? I mean, cemeteries are. I'm. Cemeteries are. Active. Um, it doesn't mean that everybody, everybody's remains, everybody's, you know, souls are coming back to haunt the place where they're, they're resting. I don't believe that. Um, I don't believe cemeteries are haunted just because somebody died there and is buried there. I don't think spirits have a reason to stay with their remains, but I do believe that if someone that they are connected to in some way, whether it be family or just a passing energy, it's like, oh, who's that? Um, I believe that they will visit just like we do, you know, so wherever I'm buried at, you know, if my family that's still amongst living and friends come to visit me, I'm going to be interested in that. So I may not be there for myself, but I'm going to be there because of them, because cemeteries are very active. You know, sometimes I'll be going by and I'll just feel some passing energy or, or the name will catch my, you know will stop me for a minute and I'll be like, well, I don't know why this one in particular is stopping me, but what's going on? And then, you know, I, so yeah, that's, that's what I got about cemeteries. I love yeah, them. I mean, I, the people don't, the, the spirits aren't there to hang out with their bodies unless, I mean, maybe unless they're an extreme narcissist. Um, 
But, you know, there's different reasons why spirit would come back to cemeteries. So it, it always kind of baffles me when you have some of these people that say, well, cemeteries aren't haunted because, you know, people aren't hanging out with their body. Well, no, they're not there for their body. But there's different reasons as to why they may be uh, coming there. And, you know, I, I still think that when when you're there at a uh, at a cemetery and you're there to observe a particular person maybe start talking about them if they're a loved one maybe start reminiscing about some of the good times or even like we've done where you know we start observing headstones and uh, making different connections we start talking about them and uh, and they kind of like you know get like it's almost like ringing a bell and they're like hey um, you know somebody's talking about us and so they go and visit and, and try to find out why um you know or maybe in the afterlife they found out that somebody you know loved one passed away so they go to visit the cemetery and so there's different reasons as to why a spirit may be visiting a cemetery and it's not because they just want to hang out with their body which is the furthest thing from the truth so <laughs> sorry, um, is funny yeah, so from so Karen, funny. do you guys think if we are cremated, we will be unable to come back and haunt? No, because the the spirit has nothing to do with the physical body. Other than that, it's attached to the physical body for a certain length of time. Uh, Rita was cremated. Right. And she comes back. And she comes back. We have her on SLS. Yes, we do. And someday, maybe the world will go to see it. Maybe yeah, they won't. that's at the discretion of the family, but... Yeah. Um, that was one of the very, very, very few times that we've investigated for a specific person directly after a death, and that's because it was at the request of the family. Right. So we're yeah. not sitting in our kitchen with a with a ghost box trying to contact people who just died. No, no, that's not how that happens because that is very disrespectful. Um, but you know, the family and friends are requested that we tried to reach out and make contact. And so we did, and we did not have to use a ghost box. What the hell? Yeah. Uh, but what we did use was very effective. And someday, someday maybe the world will see it. Someday, I, I have no idea. Yeah. It was a very cool experience, so, and I'm glad we that had it. That was an interesting night. It really was. Um, just from all the different things that happened. Um, some of it got lost thanks to a corruption of a uh, memory card <clears throat> still need to get that out. but the other but we have the other stuff so yeah um so the other one we already talked about your um the first one that you experienced which was the one that the haunted house um that you moved into in alton but we always have to talk about this a little bit another fantastic adam tillery illustration not that. That is an Adam Tillery illustration, but not that one. This one. Byron. Because this is like a really, uh, another significant child encounter from, I guess, I guess, your younger years of not even investigating, but just, um, you know, when you were really first, um, I guess, having those... Um, experiences yeah yeah and it was impossible not to have those experiences if you're even just the slightest bit sensitive to it that place will unlock the filters of your mind um although it's underwater right now it's underwater right now but upstairs even though i cannot see it there are wet footprints up there it happened every single time the water came up it was the coolest thing. Child footprints, wet. Child footprints would just show up in real time while you'd be in another room. Uh, and then adult footprints would be up there too. So, um, and yes, I did touch it. And it felt, you know, it was water, but kind of mixed with dust and just whatever, you know, was up there. Uh, but it was still kind of the weird consistency other than dust and water so um not 100 percent sure but um yeah like the little the little girl i that i saw my very first one uh, i i was somewhat attached to her but not so much that there was enough of a connection that she followed me 
Um, she, she was probably just, stayed there at that house. Yeah, yeah. she she's probably still there. Uh, Byron, and I spent a lot more time interacting with and. So you knew about. I guess you knew about the story of Byron. Small community, people knew his story, and so you you found out that way. But um, going back to the little girl real quick, and I know that was like your real first paranormal experience. Did you do any research at that time? And I know it, what you would have done then is far different than what you would have done now. But to you know, find out maybe okay who lived here before. You know, is she a little girl? Somebody that was one, any of that. Yeah, it, it did not even, like I said, that's like my first run, you know, into yeah. it. So I really didn't know any of the stuff that I do now. It was just like, um, you know, I never recorded anything. I never mm-hmm. did any of that. I just interacted with her and that was it. I, it didn't occur to me to try to capture any of it to put it out there. I wasn't in it like that. Well, not necessarily you know. put it out there, but just maybe for your own personal curiosity, who is she? Yeah, I, and you that, know, okay. of course I wanted to, you know, who she was, but I didn't realize that she wasn't going to be able to tell me. You know, they talked on Scooby-Doo, even though they were human. You know? <laughs> uh, you, they knew who they were, you know, they they would find out, you know, who they thought they were, and then they'd find out who they really were, you know, I, I, I didn't really know as much as I did then, so it didn't I like me. this. You always talk about your black little heart, but here's... Karen Whitaker saying, Shauna, kids follow you because of your pure sweetheart. <laughs> Come on, Karen. It's, it's a secret. I need nobody know I'm nice or something <laughs> like that. Gotta have some fear. Gotta have some of that. Yeah. Um, and Era's asking, uh, what place is underwater right now with the wet prints? And that's the cafe in Campsville. That's the cafe. It's, it's very much underwater right now, yeah. actually. Well, at, least, at least from the first floor down. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there's going to be even more damage to the building. The person that bought it is probably wishing he did not buy it. Probably. Um, yeah, I mean, that was an option last year. 800 bucks. I know Tom McNicholas was yeah. kind of pushing, hey, you guys should get it. <laughs> it's like, I didn't want the liability, though. No, I mean, the water is like literally halfway up the door on the, for, on the first floor. Um, yeah. And there were already issues with um, part of that first floor uh the floor being rotted out and you'd fall right into the basement um yeah, with people of... possibly breaking in there i mean just the condition of it i'm looking at it like I buy this and the place would be condemned and then yeah. i got a mess on my hands you know so i know that eventually they're gonna knock it down yeah they're gonna they're gonna get rid of it just like uh Luis, like the camps fill in they're gonna you know that also um which well, is a shame. shame that's i mean that's a nice big building that's in better shape for sure yeah i mean there's there's been a lot of floods and then there's been more water just as much water in that one if not more water and that yeah. one in the cafe it's right by the river yeah, um, like literally right next to it but i'm gonna find out who owns uh talk to who owns the cafe now and before he demolishes it or has it done or the town has it done or whatever i'm getting in there I don't care if I have to go up a ladder up the side of the building like I've done before with permission, of course, because I'm... With permission. Because I get permission. It's a good idea. It's not always a cool thing to do, but it's it's the right thing to do. Um, so Diane Hilver says they found there. a buyer. Yeah, I guess it was like, I don't know, probably about a good four, maybe five months ago, something like that. Yeah, that, someone that somebody did, finally buy did buy it. Yeah. And, you know, had plans for it, but... You know, it, it is what it is. Yeah. I, yeah, that that building has had probably one or two floods in it a year for quite a long time. The river comes up just every year, you know, and right. it does get high enough to. Become- All right. Well, I guess that is our cue to wrap up the show since the live stream just abruptly disconnected. But thank you all very much for tuning in and watching this episode of Inside the Upside Down talking about contacting child spirits. I'm Mike Ricksecker. I'm Shauna Wonka. Please check out our other videos listed somewhere here (laughs) on other hauntings and supernatural activity. Until next time.